It's not a shame to suffer for Christ. In fact, the suffering of the first Christian martyr was accompanied by a vision of the glory of God himself. It was also the seed that was planted in the heart of a Jesus hater who was later converted and changed the world. Here's Dr. Jim Bradford with more on The Central Moment. I want to thank you for joining me for this moment around God's Word and prayer again today. I, I am often fascinated by the stories of how Jesus makes himself real to people. For me, it was when I was a young boy. Uh, for other people, it's when they're in their upper years of life. But Jesus knows how to reveal himself, and he often starts by planting seeds in our lives. So I'd like us to look today at two conversions in the New Testament, two people who encounter Christ. The seed is the same, but it's a very unusual seed. Um, it's the seed of a martyrdom or a near martyrdom. Uh, now, the first Christian martyr was Stephen, and it's recorded for us in the end of Acts chapter 7 that Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, as he's standing in front of this whole group of his critics, he's full of the Holy Spirit. He looks up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And so he, he tells them, he's just been telling them how, how they're always hardening their hearts against God. And then he said, look, I see heaven open, and the Son of Man is standing at the right hand of God. And of course, that drives them crazy, that they're out of their minds. And so it said they covered their ears and yelled at the top of their voices, and they all rushed at Stephen, dragging him out of the city and began to stone him. That would be a bad way to die. They began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. Now, that's pretty key to this story. They put their coats, they let, they let Saul hold their jackets while they tossed rocks at Stephen. And this was the seed as Saul watches Stephen die for his faith, the first Christian to give up his life for the cause of Christ in this very young church. Uh, Saul sees this. At first... Something explodes inside of him, and, uh, and he will just start viciously persecuting the church until he himself meets Christ. But I believe his meeting of Christ, the seed for that started right here as he watched other people stone this Christian man, Stephen. Well, let's fast forward quite a ways. It's now Paul. His name is now Paul, not Saul. He is a powerful man of God. He's a Christian evangelist, and he is on his first missionary journey. He's up there in the middle part of Turkey in a place called Lystra. And uh, some Jews come from where he had just been in Iconium and, and Antioch, and uh, they turned the crowd in Lystra against Saul. And what do they do? They stoned Saul, Paul. So Saul... Paul had watched and held the coats of the guys who stoned Stephen. Now, years later, Paul gets stoned. And, after the, and they dragged him outside the city thinking he was dead. This is recorded in Acts chapter 14. But after the disciples had gathered around him, so, so they drag him outside of Lystra uh, and leave him thinking he's dead. He's at least unconscious, obviously, and maybe he's dead. And, and, and then... The, the the new converts in Lystra come and gather around him. It's possible in that group was a young man named Timothy, although he, Paul doesn't seem to meet Timothy yet. But this is Timothy's hometown, this great partner of, of Paul's in later years. Uh, this is his hometown. And it, it said the disciples gathered around Paul's at least unconscious body out of town, 
And what happens? Paul gets up and he walks back into the city. And then the next day, he and Barnabas left for the next town, Derby. And and so this is rather supernatural. He may have been risen from the dead, or at least God supernaturally gave him the capacity to, to, to even be able to walk, let alone take a trip the next day and continue his ministry. Much later, on a second missionary journey, uh, Paul will actually go back to Lystra, where he'd been stoned, and uh, he'll meet Timothy. And Timothy will become his ministry partner, go on his traveling team. And years later, again, way into the future, as Paul's in a Roman prison about to die, Paul uh, writes Timothy and said, you, however, know about my teaching, my way of life, my persecution. You know my persecution. You know my sufferings uh, and everything I've endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. I love how Dr. Gordon Fee, the great Bible scholar, uh, he, he paraphrases that. He, he, he says, in essence, Paul's saying to Timothy, look, Timothy, you were there in Lystra when I was stoned. You recall such sufferings. They, they were visible to you at the time you began your Christian walk. So don't bail out now in the midst of this present and coming distress. And I don't know how God's used seeds to get your attention, but it's going to call us to pay a price for Jesus. And God's word ultimately in the end to us is that it's an honor to suffer for him. It was suffering that was the seed of probably Paul. That's what started the process in Paul's life. It was being stoned that probably watching Paul get stoned. It was probably started the process in Timothy's life. And uh, they finally encounter the Lord. And now Paul's writing, he said, you, you watched when I got stoned, just like I was watching when Philip got stoned. And uh, I want you not to give up. Some of my friends are giving up, but don't you give up. Don't bail out now. Well, that's the word to some of us as we're tempted to de-church, deconstruct our faith, all kinds of things. We pray you'll help us to take up the honor of suffering for you. And uh, we pray in Jesus' name that we'll not bail out now, but we'll stay faithful to the day you come again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.